0: Hello and welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. Today I'm joined by Heather Wilson and Jacob Wells, co-founders of Give, Send, Go. Heather and Jacob, thanks for coming on.
1: Great to be here, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
0: So let's start out just by telling our our audience, what is Give, Send, Go? What do you guys do and what are some examples of uh, causes that people would use Give, Send, Go for?
1: Sure, Give, Send, Go is a online crowdfunding fundraising platform. It makes fundraising very simple, very easy, allows people in your community online, your communities online, to be able to easily give to whatever endeavor you've set yourself towards to raise funds for. And so we see a wide, wide variety of different campaigns that come to our site. Originally, we focused our market towards Christian mission trips, where a youth group or a group from a church would be going on a mission trip somewhere and you have to raise a couple thousand dollars to fundraise for those endeavors. And we kind of focused our marketing towards that, knowing that it, it would expand and expecting it to, span, to expand to other categories and, and wanting it to expand to other categories. It was just a, a marketing approach. And now we have categories, 18, 19, 20 different categories of of all different things, adoptions and medical bills and community interactions and, and politics and uh, legal, legal funds and all sorts of different things. So really encompasses all of life circumstances, and our platform is a little bit different than some other crowdfunding sites in that we, we believe that as much as raising money is important, it's also important to share hope with people. And so our platform exists. To not just allow people an easy place to to fundraise, but to also share the hope that we have. So as people come on to our site, they get a little dose of Jesus, and and we do it a bunch of different ways. We allow people to use the pray now button and send messages, and we also call every campaign owner. A lot of cool different features, but yeah, lots of campaigns, lots of different categories, and it's a uh, it's a platform that's now grown significantly over the years. And when was Give, Then, Go started
0: and how much has it grown since then?
2: Well, it was started in 2014 um, with the conception and development of the website. 2015, mid-2015, we launched Give, Then, Go after some, you know, soft launches. And then we have just been growing year after year until – and it's been great jacob and i have been running this thing and then about a year and a half ago a young man named kyle rittenhouse found his way to our platform because he had been banned off every other platform there was and he needed he was raising money for a legal defense and we allowed him to come onto our platform despite the pressure from um, big tech and and media and we saw our site explode as people found out there was a platform available that offered freedom to people, that actually stood behind the freedoms that are afforded to us in the United States, such as the presumption of innocence and the right to hire an attorney. And so we watched our site just explode as we found ourselves in this battle for freedom.
0: And you've mentioned your Christian faith. It's it's in some of your public statements. Can we dig into that a little bit more? What's the Christian foundation for especially as it relates to money, and how how are you using this platform that allows people to, to give money to really advance the Christian cause?
1: Yeah, great question. So Heather and I, we come from a background of, of faith, and what we recognized early on and what was lacking from, from our perspective from other crowdfunding sites was they help people raise money, but there is a real reality in this world is that money isn't the only thing and and no and, and a brief example or a simple example would be no amount of money that you give to somebody that's just lost say a child in a tragic accident is actually going to meet the hurt and the pain and the and the tragedy of the situation. You can give money to help pay for a funeral or or expenses from those types of tra- tragedies but what is it that meets that those, the immaterial realities of those situations? And we live in a world where there are immaterial realities. We know this. Um, we have laws that govern how our world. We have logic. We have mathematics. We have all of these different things. But they are immaterial things. And, and for us as Christians, we realize that Jesus is the source of our hope, the source of truth. And we wanted to share that with people. So what we did is we built a platform that helped people raise money, but also shared that hope. And we do that a bunch of different ways. As I was mentioning before, we actually have a prayer team. One of the first things that we did was we hired a prayer team and these prayer team members, they call every campaign and they pray with the campaign owners over the situation that they're going through. And they give them some words of hope and, um, uh, a prayer to a God that we know exists and is real and is listening. As the Bible says, he bends his ear towards us, as Hannah often says. And um, and it's amazing the testimonies that have come out of those phone calls that we've, uh, that our prayer team has given. When people caught people at just the right time where, I mean, one brief example is this lady we've called. She was just about to commit suicide, had just pulled the gun out because of tragedy that had existed in her life and was just about to end it. And our prayer member called at just that moment and was able to talk with her, pray with her, get her the resources that she needed. Our platform exists to share that hope, to, touch, to reach into the lives of people as best we can and break down the barriers of isolation that we've all been driven into by these uh, mandates and COVID in general. And... and um and so we're and we're constantly looking for more ways, better ways that we can to reach out and share with people the hope that we have, and the freedom that comes with understanding that. Like our freedom comes from God, it doesn't come from man. This is what our our founding fathers knew. They said they have inalienable rights that are self evident. They they come from a creator. And we understand those things, we hold these truths to be self evident. So All of that, we want to share that hope that there's something bigger than just the material world and the situations that we live in. And that's a long answer to what you asked, but I think it encompassed a portion of of your question.
0: Are there any other Christian crowdfunding sites out there that you're aware of?
2: When we started, you know, there was a couple that didn't seem to be doing anything, Um, and then recently we haven't really seen anybody really picking up in the market. You know, it's a hard it's a hard field to go into, you think, or at least Jacob and I did. We you think, Oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna start this platform, people are gonna come on and it's gonna self promote itself because people are gonna share their campaign and people will find out about us. And so people think, I'm gonna start a crowdfunding platform and then it's just going kind to of self-promote. And as we found over the last seven years, that's not exactly how it works. It takes a lot of hard work dealing with processors, dealing with all the, the issues that come with having people raise funds, people trying to make fraudulent campaigns and, and people hacking things and all, all the stuff of having an online business. And so it's not as easy as people think. And so we're seeing even ones that might pop up for a little bit, they don't last very long. Because it takes a lot of endurance, Um, as as Jacob and I have seen, there are many times in our journey that we would look at each other and say, should we continue this? And then we ended up here on the battlefield, and we know why we were created.
0: Talk about how you've responded to GoFundMe's decision to remove the Freedom Convoy. And also, if you have any parameters that you require for people to abide by uh, for fundraising with you.
1: Sure, that's a great question. So... Um, well, I think it's it's really hypocritical of GoFundMe to take the stance that they've had that they did, particularly with this Freedom Convoy, that has been a largely largely peaceful uh, protest. When just a year and a half ago in 2020, there were breakouts of violent protests throughout this country in big cities in particular in Seattle, where Antifa set up CHOP, which is still ongoing. And GoFundMe actually tweeted and promoted the campaign for that very protest. So GoFundMe has taken um, a very clear stance in their approach. and, and, And Gibson Go has said, listen, you know what? That's their prerogative, I guess. We don't agree with it. Our platform is going to be a neutral platform. We're not going to get into the role of being a, an authoritarian figurehead and or the gatekeeper in how people can raise funds, as long as they're for legal things. So really, if you're going to talk definitions for us, give, and go, and what we do and don't allow, it really is bound by the legal constraints of the law, primarily. So people have to be fundraising for legal endeavors and if they are then most most likely they're going to be allowed to fundraise on our platform so so legal bills because especially in in this country in america we have the presumption of innocence until proven guilty in a court of law we have due process which is mentioned two times in the amendments to our constitution we have these fundamental principles to our judicial system Um, we allow fundraising for legal issues where other platforms, they want to make a judgment. They say, well, if it if you're accused of something violent, then we're just not even going to deal with you. And we said, well, people deserve an opportunity to the best defense, not just wealthy people that should be able to hire their own attorney, the best attorney, and get the best defense. Everybody should be able to have that. And that's what crowdfunding allows. Typically finding in horrific situations, not many people are really going to give to something that's very obvious, one-sided and, and wrong. But as far as the definition of what our platform will allow, really we say we can't do illegal stuff against the law, and we want to preserve the sanctity of life. And so a, a caveat in, in our society today would be uh, abortion. It is legal, but we say it's killing. We know that it's killing an innocent life. We know that We know that from science, life begins at conception, new DNA is being formed, growth is happening. All the definitions of what life is, is beginning. And so we um, don't allow for abortions, fundraising for abortions on GIFS and GO. But, uh, and this is an ongoing conversation too. Heather and I have this conversation all the time because we don't want to be so stuck in our thought process, but we engage the conversation. We give grace to people that disagree with us. We give grace to people that agree with us. We also give grace to ourselves to walk out, not always getting it right, and continuing to grow in where we're at because we will grow and we will be challenged. And so that's our that's our current position.
0: Let's talk about the just the idea of you mentioned it with a right to a fair trial and a, and a competent defense and the idea that not just the elite should be able to have access to that, and not just in the legal realm, but just in general. I think one of the things that I've seen looking at what's going on now, especially in Canada with this freedom convoy, is that the elites are running up against the common man and woman and seeing that perhaps they don't have as much power, the elites, as they thought they did. And how do you see – do you see any role for that in give, them go in, in really allowing people to come together and stand up Against the elites who normally would have the upper hand when it comes to finances,
2: I think that's what makes us the most excited is that we are have become a platform for the everyday person to have a voice. We say from the womb to the tomb, you can have a voice on give and go, even if we don't agree with you and so it's really exciting to see a shift in the paradigm of our our country and in this in society where We, for the past decades, have just slowly let our freedom slip away from us as we hand it over to our government who who thinks they know best. And all of a sudden, people are starting to wake up and they're starting to say, wait, we're not going to allow this anymore. We're not going to just listen to you because you think you know better or because you say we should. We're going to think for ourselves. That's what freedom is, is being able to think for myself make my own decision. You know, I look at this whole thing with COVID. We have doctors on both sides that have very strong opinions on the whole COVID thing. But yet one side of those doctors are not allowed to speak and if they do they're shut down from everything. And I think how awesome would it be if both sides were able to get on the news and have a discussion. It would lead to truth and people would feel so much better because what censorship does it leads to people being more and more skeptical, not knowing what to believe, it hides the truth. And what people need today is truth. And so Gifts and Go is standing for even those we might not agree with. We're going to be neutral. We're not going to say whether we agree with the convoy or disagree. That doesn't matter to us. At this point, these people have the right to stand up and make their voices heard for what is important to them. And we commit to being the platform where they can do that.
0: Before we move on from the the convoy, can you give us an update as to where the fundraising is at with that? Uh, from February 7th, it was over $4.5 million, I believe. If you can give us an update on that and also if there's been any more pushback from the fact that you've taken on uh, allowing people to, to donate to that cause.
1: Sure. Yeah. We see right at this moment, I'm looking at the page right now, and we are just Shy of eight million dollars U.S. dollars, and so the the campaign on GoFundMe had raised ten million Canadian dollars, which actually equates to seven point nine U.S. seven point nine million U.S. dollars. So we, as we're speaking right now, we have just breached what they raised on GoFundMe. So fascinating moment. We have over wow. eighty six thousand givers at this moment um and we what how that relates even to GoFundMe is we see the average donation on GiveSendGo and go versus that gofundme campaign being bigger i think people were emboldened and outraged by the stance gofundme took they actually gave a bigger donation and we're seeing that the average donation is bigger than what it was on gofundme um but yes yeah, it's at point. 9 million right now and still going up. So will be interesting, which is 50% of their goal. Be interesting to see how far they're they're able to get. And and I think there may have been another part to that question that that I missed, but that's the update on the campaign. The second part was
0: if you have experienced any more pushback or what has been the most significant pushback from the fact that you took on that campaign.
2: It's funny because it's any more pushback, it hasn't even ended. So it's not like it stopped and now we're seeing more. It just hasn't stopped. Um, People from the day one when the campaign came onto our site, what we saw was millions of cyber bot attacks, uh, DDoS attacks to our database trying to overload our CPU so that people that wanted to give um, couldn't give. It was actually, Jacob and I were talking and we, we said, it's funny, like the whole world is on our site right now. Half of them wanting to take us down and half of them wanting to donate. Um, and so if you tried to get on our site on Friday and Saturday and even into Sunday, we, we people were coming up against four or four errors almost every time they clicked. And we were frantically working on stopping the attacks and solidifying our servers and, and all the things that we needed to do bringing on teams of people to help, and even with us not even being able to access our own site because the, it was we were getting errors, we, in that first 24 hours, raised over $2 million, or the, the campaign did, raised over $2 million um, on Give, and Go, and we just say that's absolutely a miracle. We couldn't get on the site ourselves because there was so many errors going on, so much attacks going on, And yet the site was able to process over $2 million in that first 24-hour period, and it's continued. We still get emails. Our email box is overloaded with people letting us know that they don't think we should be doing this, that we don't, you know, how can we call ourselves Christians? One of my classics, it's going to be my classic for a long time. I actually made a little meme out of it. Um, A lady wrote in today and she said, how can you call yourself neutral when you won't take down this campaign? And I'm thinking, do you understand what neutral means? GoFundMe was not neutral when they took it down. GoFundMe had a side in the matter. We're allowing it. We're allowing it. Whether we we agree or disagree, we're just allowing it because we're remaining neutral. We're just the fundraising platform. That's all we are. We shouldn't have to have an opinion.
0: Let's talk a little bit about how the platform actually works so people can understand when they donate money is there a portion of it that goes to give them go in order to maintain
1: the cost of the operating system? So when we first started, we, we launched the platform. The typical crowdfunding site, other competitors to us, they had a platform fee of anywhere between 5 and 10%. So you give $100, the platform itself would take anywhere between $5 to $10 out of that $100 donation as a platform fee. We started and we said, man, let's just undercut that a little bit. Let's let's figure that out. We'll, we'll just be a little bit cheaper. We'll try to make our way into the market that way. So we went in 4%. If you raise more, you could get less. And, and then really within the first three months, we felt compelled. We were asking people to step out in faith that God was going to provide for them. And we said, you know what? This is something we're feeling called to do ourselves. And so we took a step of faith and said, we're not going to charge any platform fee. We're going to get rid of any mandatory platform fee, and we're going to trust God for the steps that we take forward. And we're going to allow campaign owners and givers to our site the option to voluntarily donate to Give, Send, Go. And so we took that step, and sure enough, within a couple months, we were able to see clearly that, that God was orchestrating that move because he provided through it. And through voluntary gen- generosity of our users, they choose to give a little bit extra to give, send, go. And that's what keeps us free. So a campaign owner doesn't have a platform fee that they have to be charged like some other platforms do. There is one thing that our payment – we do use third-party payment processors for, for payments. And that's a standard 2.9% $0.30 per transaction. And so the campaign owner or the recipient will be charged that payment processing fee, charged by the third-party payment processor. But Gifts and Go itself, we don't have a mandatory platform for Looking ahead in the years ahead, what challenges
0: do you see potentially for Gifts and Go? I would say Christians in general, as it comes to money, there's been some concerns of moving to a cashless society and what could happen as hinted at perhaps with the GoFundMe initially saying they're going to take this money and potentially do something else with it. But there's concerns that what's going to happen in the future uh, with money. I'm sure you've thought about that to some degree. Do you have any uh, any sense or, or concern for the future and as it relates to the ability of people to to manage their money, to donate it, to be in control of it?
2: I wouldn't say there are concerns, but there are definitely things that we are trying to be proactive about. We understand, you know, when Kyle was on the site, Discover Card wouldn't allow people or tried not to allow people to use their Discover Card to donate. And, you know, a year and a half later, he's not guilty. And so they didn't allow them to donate to a not guilty guy. Um, And so we saw the writing on the wall and we said, okay, we need to figure this out. Um, from payment processors to cryptocurrency to redundancies, we are working to be proactive in finding the new ways for money transferring, um, looking at banks, what sort of bank do we need to become our own bank? Do we just need to find a bank to partner with and become our own payback? What are those next steps that are going to keep us from being um, held our business being held by somebody else, we need to be able to make the decisions. We don't want to have to rely on somebody else looking over our shoulder and worrying about them ever taking us down. So it is something Jacob and I are walking forward on, looking into, finding out what is the up and coming things that we can add to the platform um, to keep us viable. Because, you know, mainstream media, big tech, they are going to try to shut us down. They don't like when someone goes against them. Um, that's just the bottom line. They're going to attack us. They're going to, you know, be malicious against us. And we expect that. We expect that as Christians, the Bible says, but in this trouble you will have, I mean, in this world you will have troubles. Um, But then it doesn't end there. It says, But I have overcome the world. And so as Jacob and I walk this out, we're not walking in fear. We're walking in boldness, knowing that God is giving us wisdom as we walk this out. We don't know everything. We're learning as we go. Um, but we definitely are looking toward the future of where we need to be so that we are in a position that mainstream media, big tech. And, you know, I was talking with somebody last night, and I said, you know, we need to redefine big tech because I want to be big tech. Give and go is going to be big tech we don't want to stay little tech we want to be big tech, so we need to be that there's big tech like give and go, and then there's bad tech the ones that want to put their own personal opinion in
0: well, that's a good point, and that's something that I've discussed with with others as well and you've mentioned you mentioned earlier about the doctors and the idea of freedom in, in the medical field and a lot of these doctors and nurses are desiring to start their own Clinics or hospitals, and they don't want to simply be a small clinic or a small hospital. They want to be a big, successful one that is uh, providing great care. Have you had any campaigns that you're aware of along those lines, as far as raising money for a hospital, an alternative hospital, uh, or health clinic?
1: It's a great question. I I know that we've had a lot of different campaigns from from. Well known, respected doctors that have come out on the other side, like Dr. Peter McCullough and some other medical, maybe even the American frontline doctors, using our platform. I, I'm not aware off the top of my head of a specific campaign um, towards creating a clinic or a hospital independent um, or independently. I, I don't know, Heather, are you aware of anything like that?
2: No, I haven't. Seen anything that has come across um, that I have seen that where they're actively trying to build, you know, a, an alternative hospital?
0: If someone wants to start a campaign, can you tell them where they need to go to, and then also maybe a couple best steps in order to raise funds through Give, Send, Go?
2: Sure. So you go to Givesendgo.com, and at the top right of the page it says start a campaign or sign up now. You can log in and they'll offer you to a page where you can just start your campaign. We walk you through a few steps of how much you want to raise and the title of your campaign and then your campaign description and what photo or video you want to have. And then on the last step, and this is a very important step for Gibbs and on the last step of our campaign creation is called the recipient step. And on the recipient step, What we do is when you're creating a campaign, there are times where you're creating a campaign for somebody else and you want them to be able to collect the money. You just want to start it for them and let them collect the money. And so on that recipient step, you let us know, are you raising money for yourself or are you raising it for someone else? That's really important to us because on every campaign, underneath the the header image or video, it says the funds from this campaign will be received by, and it gives a name, and that is the recipient. What we do at GiveSendGo Go is we put eyes on every single campaign that comes through GiveSendGo Go and gets started and wants to connect. And we say, okay, who do they say the recipient of these funds are? And then we go back to our payment processor where they connect and put in their bank details and <clears throat> things like that. And we make sure that whoever is listed as the recipient is the one actually receiving the funds. Um, from the payment processor and we match that up so that you can know when you come to a campaign that who you're giving to and we tell people give to people you know and trust if you see a name on there that you don't know and trust do your due diligence that's what we do as an adult as adults we make our own decisions based on you know our, our diligence and finding out what we want to give our money to and that should happen regardless of somebody else making it happen, that's what we should be responsible for that on our own. So you look at who the recipient is, if it's somebody you want to give to, you give to it. Um, And so that recipient step is the final step of the campaign. Once the recipient has connected to our payment processor, the campaign is live and people can go to it and um, give. And there's a misconception about crowdfunding that there's just this crowd of people out there waiting to give you money. So a lot of people start campaigns thinking, okay, I'm going to put out that I need to pay my bills this month. And there's just going to be this crowd of people that are going to come and give me money. And unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Um, there are not just crowds of people waiting to give you money because you don't have money for your bills. We all need to pay our bills. And so, There is this misconception. So when you go in to start a campaign, go into it with the expectation that it's going to be your friends and family and social circles that are going to be the initial givers on your campaign. From there, it will spread as people share and believe what you're you're doing. But until that, it is going to be your friends and family that give. So know that this is not going to be a set it and forget it task. Oh, I'm gonna make a campaign. I'm gonna leave it there, and then it's just gonna grow. No, it takes active marketing of your campaign, and I think that's really important for people to know, because I don't, you know, I hate people being disappointed or thinking this doesn't work or they're not loved because they weren't able to get donations. It really isn't that there's a pot of gold sitting out there. Now, one thing GiveSengo has that not no other crowdfunding site has that we know of. Well, definitely not called this. We have what we call our army of givers. And so we invite people to sign up for our army of givers. And what that means is that they commit to giving once a month for a whole year to any campaign on the site. So each month they get a notification that says, hey, well, army of givers, it's time for you to go pick what campaign you want to give to. They can choose $5, $10, $100, whatever they feel comfortable in giving, but they're committing to a year of giving on the site. So that does increased possibility that if you have a campaign on Give, Send, Go, that somebody might come to your campaign and feel led to give, one of our army of givers that are coming on just to give and bless somebody. Um, But I do want people to know that this is something that you need to have opportunity to share in order to get people to know about your campaign.
0: All right, that's very helpful and informative. I want to give you both a chance to just say a final word, Jacob. Starting with you, anything you want to share? Any encouragement uh, that you've had through this journey, or any any advice you want to give to to people?
1: Sure, lots of lessons learned along this journey, and one of them is live with endurance. You're gonna you're gonna come into circumstances in this life that are gonna challenge you. They're gonna push you to the the limits of what you think that you can take, and there's something more inside of you god called you for something more and you can do it so continue to walk out with endurance what you have in front of you i know that heather and i as we travel this journey of building this company there were many 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 moments where we wanted to throw in the towel and be done and what this has taught us is that we are not people that should shrink back but we ought to continue to persevere and so i know there's many people that are struggling and wondering what they should do. Continue to endure. Continue to stand strong. That's my encouragement. Heather?
2: I think what I'd like to say is to anybody listening is that you are loved and don't forget that. That is really an important foundation is that you are loved and there is hope for you. If you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling overwhelmed by what's going on in the world, if you don't know what you believe or what side you believe and you re watch the news on one side and then the other and they contradict and you're just confused i want to tell you that there is truth and it came in the form of a man named jesus who said i am the way the truth and the life and if people come to me that's where that's how they'll get to the father and so you are loved there is hope and there is truth
0: well i want to thank you both for coming on for those interested go over to and check out the options you have there for raising money. So thank you, Jacob, thank you, Heather, for coming on.
1: Thanks for having us,
0: great to be here.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: The Lancaster Patriot Podcast is a production of the Lancaster Patriot, a conservative print newspaper serving Lancaster County, Pennsylvania and beyond. Our goal is to provide readers with journalism that is ethical, honest, and investigative we deliver our physical newspaper right to your doorstep or mailbox 52 times a year. For more information and to subscribe, visit www.thelancasterpatriot.com.